Hey, I'm Brandon. And I'm Hannah, and we're the pastors at New Community Church. Yeah, and it's our hope that this message inspires you to take your next steps in your faith journey with Jesus. Thanks for joining us today, and enjoy the message. Well, we are really glad you're here. As I said, we're kicking off a brand new series. It's three parts, and I believe that over the next three Sundays, we're going to be talking about something uh, that really, I believe, you can relate to, we can relate to, uh, but I believe our community can relate to, and uh, it's just such an important topic that we're discussing. And, and really, uh, just to begin today, I, I think we can all relate to this and understand that while we have made the most of this past year, there has definitely been a lot of the last 12, 18 months, many times where we've all said, man, I did not imagine this is how this would go. Um, from graduations that got canceled to family outings that you know got um, became somehow virtual to uh, just sporting events that we weren't allowed to attend, all those different things that we came up on. We even had a moment, uh, and, and I don't know, you know, even this past summer, as the Delta variant, I called it the Delta virus for months without realizing it wasn't another virus; it was just a variant. But where the Delta <laughs> variant came through, and I was like, we, I mean, how many of you, like, man, are we shutting down again? Like, what is like a PTSD moment, like what is happening to our world? And so um, there, there just have been a lot of moments like that. We had a, one of those personally, uh, it was on the day, it was two hours before our seven-year-old, or he was turning seven, his birthday party was supposed to happen. Two hours before that we got a call from his school that he had been a close contact of someone who had tested positive for COVID and he would have to quarantine two hours. And so we went to school to pick him up early. And he's like, do I get to leave from school early for my birthday party? And it was like, ah, and it was like, you tell him. Um, it was just like, I, didn't it even was, go. I know she could. I, I was so sad. You were crying in the, I was. at the house. Yeah. Well, yeah. I had this moment and I tell you what, I know you can picture his face. Our son, man, he is full of life. He is ex just explosive um, with life and uh, at 6.45 a.m. And so, um, but that earlier. moment, man, he just wilted. He was so disappointed and so let down. Like, man, I can't believe this happened. And really, I think, again, that, that kind of points to something we're all very familiar with over the last few years, and that's this topic of disappointment. And here's the thing. Disappointment comes in all different shapes and sizes, right? Whether it's a canceled birthday party or it's rain on your wedding day. I saw a girl yesterday, and I thought, oh, her hair is getting messed up right now. <laughs> that's disappointing. Or maybe it's going to Gelati Celesti and they've just run out of Just Ask. Yes. That is so sad. It is very sad. I would <laughs> cry. There's a really good pregnant story about Hannah crying over ice cream. We'll have to tell that one day. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't because yeah. it ran out. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Relationship serious. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, but seriously, sometimes the weight of disappointment is so heavy that it shatters our ability to see clearly and it stops us in our tracks. Whether it's the news of losing a loved one or it's learning of a betrayal in your marriage or maybe your struggles with infertility and month after month, you're faced with the disappointment over and over again mm -hmm. and you don't know how you're gonna face it again. Or maybe your disappointment is tied to your job and you've been looked over so many times for that promotion. You've put in the work, you've put in the time and, 
you just don't understand, why do I keep getting looked over? Or maybe your disappointment is with God. You've had so many unanswered prayers and what are you supposed to do when you're disappointed with God? How do you pick up those pieces? And sometimes we fail to realize that in those moments, in those disappointing moments, how we respond can impact our future in bigger ways than we can realize. You know someone and I know someone that's been stuck in this broken state for months, for years, sometimes even decades, and that's not the life that God intended for them. And that's not the life God intended for you. And so over the next three weeks, we wanna talk about how to pick up the pieces of disappointment, how to pick up the pieces and really take steps into the healing that God wants to do for each one of us. And before we go there, I just wanna take a moment and talk about a danger in this kind of series. See, sometimes we can be so quick to rush in to, to, uh, to be fixed that we miss what God really wants to do. Sometimes we put that pressure on ourselves that be like, I'm okay. Or maybe there's other people that put that pressure on us to, to be okay. You're okay. You can do this. Just keep going. And sometimes series like this where churches, churches can, push, can push you into healing and they can say, listen, here's your three steps. One, two, three. This is what you need to do and then you'll be fixed. But really, when we have these deep wounds in our hearts, there's no one, two, three. There's no one, two, three fix. Deep wounds require attention from God. They require a healing that only comes from the Father. And so today, we're not gonna give you a one, two, three. There's no one, two, three. Today is about where we're supposed to be when we're broken. That's really good. And to do that, uh, we're gonna look at a psalm and uh, in the Old Testament. And I love the Psalms personally because the Psalms are just raw. I mean, there is raw emotion. There's brutal honesty. Uh, one of the, the most famous authors of the Psalms, David, we're gonna talk about him in a little bit, but he just, he just put it all out there with God. I mean, if he was angry with God, he'd let him know. If he, if he wanted God to kill somebody, he'd let him know. Like he just, <laughs> David was not scared to be honest in front of God and really expose some things. And we're actually gonna look at one of David's Psalms. It's Psalm 34 today that deals with this whole subject. And again, if you don't know much about David, David became the most famous king in all the history of Israel. But before that, he went through a lot of disappointment. And this Psalm we're looking at, Psalm 34, is written on the day that, uh, on a day of one of his greatest disappointments. David's leader, his king, the person that David served for decades, the person that David had been told by God, like, you're going to take this guy's place. And so David had kind of put himself in a position where he could serve his way in. He began, began leading. He was in middle management. Uh, he was uh, leading thousands. And so he's in this space, but there came a day where this leader, this king over David betrayed him and actually began to, to threaten his life. In fact, he found headhunters who would begin to chase David down and David got uh, kind of some leaked information about this and he literally left where he was living. He left his children and his wife. He left it all, I mean, with just the clothes on his back and he begins running. And villages are not safe. Towns were not safe for him. He tried to show up and he had to literally, you can read about it, this story. He had to fake like he was crazy uh, just so that they wouldn't kill him. And so he's trying to figure out what to do. I mean, talk about a moment where you're like, this is not how this was supposed to go. 
You know, highly anointed by God, killed a giant that everybody in the whole nation heard about. And now here I am running for my life. And he had to hide in caves. He had to hide in the depths of the wilderness. And right in the middle of all of that, David writes this psalm. And we kind of capture David's mindset while he's facing this really, while he's just shattered by disappointment just being let down by his leader, let down by his friends, those who had battled with him. I mean, there was so much. And I I hope, the reason I kind of tease all that out for you is I hope you hear, this is not like, I hope you hear David was a real person. I mean, he, he, he was someone like you and me, and he was feeling the weight of disappointment that was shattering him in his dreams, in his hope, in his future. And he writes this psalm, Psalm 34, and he he opens it saying, come all of you who are afflicted and troubled and weary. And he just begins relating to that sense of being so overwhelmed with disappointment. But then he pivots. And the tone of this psalm, it begins building. In fact, he actually begins speaking these little, like almost proverbs, these little nuggets of wisdom, all the things that David had learned. Because see, David had a life where there had been disappointments, shattered dreams, like he was on a road and he took a hard left turn. It was not what he expected it would be. He had all these moments. And so this psalm is actually recording of these words of wisdom that David had gained from God through all of that. And it all climaxes up to verse 18, where David kind of lands at this pinnacle of what he learned through his disappointment. And it's really the only verse we're going to look at today, seven words. But I believe in these seven words, there is such hope, such promise, such insight. Psalm 34, verse 18. Come on, don't just read this without really capturing and putting in your heart and your mind where David was when he penned these words. In the wilderness, shattered, betrayed, David writes that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. And I just wanna take, we're gonna take the next few minutes and tease this out. This is it, y'all. This truth, though, that is so filled with with hope for you and me, that no matter what we face, no matter what weight has shattered us, we can come to know this is true too. And so today, we want to just look at these seven words and pull out three insights for you and me to take hold of. The first one is this, is that the Lord, God, wants to be my Lord. God wants to be my Lord. And if I can just say, I, you might have heard the term Lord and, you know, like Jesus is my Lord and Savior. That's not what Davis is talking about at all. This isn't about God becoming some title or something generic or some kind of label. No, this is actually the exact opposite. See, David uses a word that we translate as Lord in the English Bible, but frankly, it was actually the holy and unique name of God, Yahweh. And in the Bible, whenever someone would, would call God by his name, or actually when they would name someone else, it's much different than how we do it. A name would describe someone's character. It was who you had come to know this person to be. 
And so for David to write, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted, he's not just kind of being generic with this. No, he's saying, here's what he's really saying. The Lord eternal, the God who made the entire universe and every star and every galaxy you see every night, every sunrise and every sunset. The Lord unlimited, who created every color you've ever imagined or seen with your mind, who made every creature that we have still yet to discover. He, the one who breathed all of those into being. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. The Lord who is my refuge, the Lord who watches over me, who secures my future no matter what I face, the Lord who is near, the Lord who is close to me, who provides, even when I can't see where it's coming from, the Lord who is faithful to do exactly what he said, the Lord who is my comfort, my security, my source, and my peace. This is the Lord that is close to the brokenhearted. You hear that? And and what David really invites us into with this truth, this wisdom, is not just an intellectual knowledge of God, but when we are faced and shattered with our disappointments, we have the opportunity to know God on an intimate level, to know his character, to know who he is right in the midst of my pain. This isn't about knowing God as an idea or a religion. It's not about knowing about this concept of a being. This is about knowing the Lord personally and intimately. And it doesn't matter how long you've been around church. When you are shattered, truly shattered, you've got to know that there you can know the Lord. And really that leads us to this second idea that God wants to be my Lord, but God wants to be close to me. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He wants to be close. He wants to be, can can I just say this? You do not have to be fixed for God to be near. Is that good? Man, come on, say bueno if that's good. You don't have to be fixed. I'm sorry, I didn't even let you say it. I'll say it again and then we'll say bueno. Is that good? Three, two, one. You don't have to be fixed in order, I don't even remember what I said. You don't have to be fixed in order to be close to God. That's good, y'all. That was rough. Seriously, though, you don't have to be fixed. And Hannah was speaking to that. Sometimes we come in with this idea, this false notion that that's what's got to happen. Sometimes we, we feel that pressure from others, but you do not have to. No, God wants to come into the very space where you're at. And can I tell you a truth? He wants to bring you peace. And we've talked about this before, that peace does not come from the absence of our pain, but peace comes from what? The presence of God. And God wants to come into your darkest night, into the place of your rawest emotions, your heaviest weight. He wants to come right there, the darkest place, and shine his light, the place where you feel the most alone. And he wants to say, you do not have to go through your brokenness alone. He wants to be there with his presence. He wants to be there with his spirit. He wants to just be with you in that very space. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. Hannah, speak to us about this third insight from the scripture. Sure. So, um, is there something else I was supposed to say? Mm -hmm. That's okay. Okay. So, then the third insight is uh, God cares about my heart burst. So the thing that I have a hard time connecting with is the word brokenhearted. 
I don't know about you, but for me, brokenhearted gets wrapped up in some, just every country song that I've ever heard. I mean, they, they've romanticized the word brokenhearted, right? And to be honest, we've all, most of us have experienced some type of teenage love drama and brokenhearted is wrapped up in that too. And if by some odd chance you didn't experience that, I just encourage you watch Disney Plus, find a tween movie and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It is our life right now, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> some really bad movies. But, um, but no, being brokenhearted, it's hard to relate to at times. And in, the, in that moment when you experience that real heart-breaking moment, you know that moment that just takes your breath away? The moment where the pain in your heart and in your mind is overwhelming? Brokenhearted doesn't necessarily do justice for what you're feeling right? The first time that I experienced this kind of moment was when I found out that my brother passed away nine years ago. Oh, it's a wave. Um, my brother was 22, and he suffered from PTSD. And I had a really hard time coming up with the words of how I felt the day that I learned that he passed away. I was shattered. My family was shattered. All of us had been sucker punched. We were speechless. We didn't have words. We could barely even catch our breath. And over the months after his, after his death, I kept looking for a reason. I kept trying to gain understanding, like, God, why did this happen? I had a pretty daily conversation of, God, why did this happen? Why, why did he have to die? God, do you see my mom? be candid. I've never talked about this in front of people. <laughs> Do you see my mom? Do you see my sister? <laughs> She's so angry. God, my siblings, they're not, they're not trusting you. They're, they're losing their faith in you. Why did this have to happen? I'll be honest, I had a really hard time coming into the presence of the Lord in that season. I had a hard time going to church because every time I would come into his presence, I was confronted with how I was feeling inside and I couldn't hide it. I couldn't, I, it would just spill out. I would just cry. And I can remember one Sunday morning, I was sitting in church and the speaker did like this quick word study on the word brokenhearted. And I learned that day that being brokenhearted, that word in the Hebrew, when it's put together, it's actually two words. And when it's put together, it means the center of your being burst. I know that feeling. The center of your being burst. The moment that I learned that my brother passed away, my heart burst. It exploded, and it burst again and again over the weeks and months after his death. 
like every time I was confronted with somebody new learning about his death or the first time we had to celebrate Thanksgiving or Christmas or his birthday, my heart would explode. And I learned something that Sunday morning. I learned that God understands my broken heart. He understands my heart burst. He understands the pain and the grief that I was carrying. God just wants to be close. He wants to be right there in the middle, in the middle of your pain, in the middle of your heartache, in the middle of your heart burst. God wants to be right there. He wants to be with you. And sometimes we can feel like we have to be fixed to go before him, but God doesn't want us to be fixed. He just wants to be with you. He's not looking for everything to be okay. God draws close to the brokenhearted. God is with you in your heart bursting. He wants to be with you. He wants to be with you, but we have to let him in. So how do we do that? How do we let God in to those spaces and to those places in our heart where they've bursted and they've exploded? You have to be honest. And that's our one thing to know today. It's our one step for every person to take is just be honest. Yeah. Be honest with the Lord. The psalmist says, um, I'm sorry, I gotta find where I'm at because I don't have this memorized. The psalmist says, the Lord draws near to all who call on him, who call on him in truth. You have to call on the Lord. You have to take that step. You have to invite him into that place with you. Listen, you can't, God God wants to be there with you. You don't have to be fixed. You don't, you don't have to, to sugarcoat how you're feeling. You can be raw. You can be honest. You just gotta tell him. I can't tell you how many times I pray, God, I'm so angry. Why did this happen? Why? I, I pray that probably nonstop for like five years. Like, why did this happen? God just wants us to be honest with him. And I'll let you in on a little secret of why. Because God already knows our thoughts. Psalm 139 says, the Lord knows my thoughts even when I am far. He knows. He knows our thoughts. We don't have to be scared to tell him what we feel. He already knows. God wants us to tell him so that we're honest with ourselves. It's not for the Lord. It's for you. And when we take that step to be honest with the Lord, we're taking that step to be honest with ourselves because sometimes we can be, we can deny how we're feeling. We can hide how we're feeling from ourselves. And the moment that we do that self-evaluation is the moment that we can take a step towards the direction of healing in our life. God wants us to be honest. We just gotta allow him to come in, allow him to be close and to be with us in those moments. Yeah, so I... We just want to kind of finish with that. And I'll be honest, we've, we want to make sure we have some time to really minister to some who are in the room who may have just been, just been carrying a heavy weight. And maybe it's just recent, it's happened. Maybe it's something from the last year. Maybe it's something that's happened years ago and you've never really been raw and brutally honest with God to let him know where you are with that. Um, 
And I, can I just say, we get this is a heavy topic in the room, right? This is a, maybe not the best base to, for all of us to pour our hearts out together, but God does want to meet with you and to draw close to you. And you know what's interesting for me and what I learned in this process with walking with Hannah and with her family is how easy it was for me to just kind of forget the weight people carry. And I, I know you're carrying weight, but I know there's people in your world, people that are at your work, people in your neighborhood. There's people you know right now that they are still carrying the weight of disappointment. They have been shattered and you can look at them and see. Can I tell you our community is still reeling right now? That mental health, right now, mental health prescriptions are up 300% than they, they were a year ago. Our community is reeling. They are shattered. And they need a church that is not too desensitized to disappointment. Come on, they need a church, a new community who's willing to say, man, we know what it feels like and we know what it feels like to come to the Lord and to be honest with him because he wants to be close to you when you're brokenhearted, yeah? Can you see that person in your life? Can you see that one that's near you or around you? that needs to know this is the kind of God he is. He is not a God that is distant and that is waiting for you to get fixed, but he is a God who's willing to be close to you in your brokenness. Come on, is that good? That's good. Come on, that's who we're supposed to be, Nuko. That's who we're supposed to be. This season and this day and your life where you are at, God has placed you there so you could be a light to call people to this truth. Let's not be people who are too desensitized to this idea. That's it for today. We just wanna call you to this. In fact, for the, for the next three weeks, I just wanna invite you to, to just put this verse to memory. It's seven words, but I just believe God's gonna lead you into conversations with people. God's gonna lead you into relationships, moments you have with someone where you're reminded, man, God is close to the brokenhearted. We share that word all the time with people because we know, and man, that's not just a platitude. That's not just an empty promise. That's something we've seen and we've experienced. So I just wanna invite the worship team to come forward and we are gonna finish with a song, but first we just wanna have a minute just to allow the Lord to minister here in this room. So would you just kind of close your eyes, bow your head and, and just open your heart to the Lord. And again, we're not asking anyone to be uh, openly vulnerable with the Lord if that's uncomfortable, but, but just right where you are, would you just allow him to begin to speak to you Allow him to begin to touch you and invite you in. Come on, just close your eyes. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we do thank you that you are the Lord, that you are with us. God, even in the places of our greatest disappointment, you are there. And so Lord, I just pray right now for everyone who is carrying a weight, Lord, an unnecessary burden. I pray that you would come to them, Lord, and that you would bring them your peace, that thing that we spoke of earlier, that Jesus, you came to exchange our heavy weight, our weariness for your rest. Right now, God, we ask that you would do that exchange. In fact, if you're here today and you just need that moment, I know we had that time earlier, but would you just open your hands to the Lord if there's something you're asking him to take? Just right where you're at, just open your hands and allow him to take that. God, right now in these seats, would you just take people's pain God, would you take their worry? Would you take their fears? God, would you take their disappointments? 
God, and would you carry that weight for them? God, right now, would you come and be close? As they choose to allow you in, would you come near? Draw near to them, Lord, and may they know your peace and your hope. God, I thank you that you're faithful to be present, and I pray that your Holy Spirit would just come and rest on each heart, that they would feel the peace that your presence can only bring. God, I pray that they would know that you are with them. You're right there in the middle, in the middle of their story with them. And God, I pray for the uh, people in our lives that we're thinking about that are uh, just in the middle of a storm themselves. God, I pray that you would give us words of life, words of hope, words of encouragement, just to pour into them, God, that we wouldn't shy back from going into that, that deep hurting spot, God, that we would be able to have a confidence to speak that truth, to speak that hope, to speak that life into that situation. Listen, would you just stay right there? We wanna have one more moment of prayer together. And I just wanna just speak to the ones in the room that maybe you just, you never knew that God was okay to, to be there with you in your brokenness. In fact, maybe you've, you haven't been around church long or maybe you have, but you just thought that this was all about you having to follow some rules or you having to kind of get this intellectual idea of God. You never knew it was about a personal moment, a personal knowing of him. And if you've never had that step where you've just invited God in to your life and really invited him in in an honest way to where you are, I just don't wanna move past today without giving you that chance to invite him in. And if you've never done that, man, the scriptures say it's so clear to begin that relationship, to invite God in, all it takes is just an open, sincere heart and a simple prayer. Honestly, I, I just wanna invite you. If that's you, I'm not gonna call you out. I'm not gonna call you up. I just, right where you're at in your seat, would you do this? Would you pray this prayer with me? Say, dear Jesus, I invite you in. I need you to come and to comfort me, to guide me, and to be my leader, to be my Lord. And God, for those who have prayed that prayer right now, I just pray that God, you would begin to draw near to them and that they would begin, God, that this would be a day that marks the beginning for them of discovering who you are, the character that is in your name, God, the, the true personal relationship you have with them through Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that each of us have that with you. And we have the chance to experience that with you. And so Lord, we just thank you that today we do not have to leave fixed, but we can leave and not be alone. We can leave with you. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, can you put your hands together and thank God for his word today in this place? Thanks for joining us today. We hope that this message inspired you to take your next step in your faith journey with Jesus. Yeah, and we'd love to connect with you further. And the best way to do that is at our website, thenewcommunity.church, where you can connect to our small groups, find other resources, and even give to the work God's doing through New Community.